Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200. The Adventures of Batman. Welcoming you to the new adventures of Batman. Welcome to Batman Animation, a Batman on film podcast that explores the animated adventures of the Caped Crusader. I am your host, Ryan Lauer, and with me is another Ryan. We've got the uh, Ryan duo here, Ryan Haas, Sheriff. Pew, pew. Hello, Haas. Hello. It's Christmas oh. with Batman Animation. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's about right. That's how it goes. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. Uh, this is welcome to episode number fourteen, uh, Christmas with the Joker, and uh, very happy to have you on here. Thanks for sitting down to get in the holiday spirit with me in a way that nobody has ever done before in the history of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> very original. <laughs> yes, but there's. I, I just kind of feel like there's no way. We can't do this episode. I know Bill and I on the last one, we just did, you know, Invasion of the Secret Santas, which is an, a, a, a mm. fantastic yearly watch for me of Batman the Brave. No, so, so we're going to exhaust two Christmas episodes in one year. Well, it's going to be difficult. In the yes. Future. It's not as many um, comics to choose from. Maybe maybe we won't double dip in the future like this year, but <laughs> I just felt like I really wanted to this year. But there's, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. more Christmas content we can dip into if you know, Batman animation hasn't been shut down by next Christmas season. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's just let's hop into this. Um, Bat 1992's Batman the Animated Series episode. Yes, it's Christmas with the Jokers. Now, this episode aired November 13th, 1992. And this is a lot of fun to always talk about Batman the Animated Series as far as what number the episode is because yes. there is always the re- the argument back and forth of the release date order and then there's also the production order the production order now, and famously me, the production order this is the second episode there you go yeah. and that's what i always refer to because when i was able to watch it so this was released on one of the like a vhs i think was on a vhs yes. tape 
um, yes. in which didn't know orders of anything with VHS tapes. You just those got are, those are grab bag episodes. Yeah. yeah. Villain themed. And when the DVD collection came out, this was, you know, volume one, disc one, episode number two. So I yep. just always felt like this was the second episode you know, for yeah. years. I felt like this was the second episode of the series, but it's actually interesting as you just said, you know, this is production episode number two, but actually this is episode number 38 as far as airing goes. Yeah, yeah, they had so, like almost, let's see, air-wise, the the first Joker episode was Joker's Favor, which is pretty interesting because you watch Christmas with the Joker, there's no Harley Quinn, and you're like, Harley Quinn doesn't show up until Joker's Favor. So if you go in... Uh, re- production order there's two or three joker episodes before you get harley but mm-hmm. if you go in uh you know air date you get harley right away and then not for a while mm-hmm. uh, you know because the the way these were released you got like joker's favor and joker's wild and um the last laugh and something else uh, oh, like be a clown or something. You got uh, yeah, you got be a, like you got a bunch of those, mm-hmm. and then you get Laughing Fish after that. So that's really interesting. I always watch, tend to think of the shows and watch them um, in production order, just because yeah. I feel like that's cleaner. That's the that's what that was probably their intended way, especially early on in the animated series. There are are some continuity things where it's helpful to watch it that way because you'll see Harvey Dent before he's two face and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm sure that I'm sure that they aired them that way too. Probably it's, to me, <laughs> but it's just still, I, I like watching them more that way. And I think HBO max has a, as the air order. Not yes, they do. Order. Yes, they do. Um, and I forget with the Blu-ray release. The Blu-ray is the that. same as the, as the DVDs. Okay, good. Because yeah. I just like, I see, I like the gradual evolution of the series, I think. Yeah, you can you see know? the animation improve and change and the voices change. The voices Early change. on, <laughs> Alfred is a, is a is a different actor. Yeah, um, so this one, Clive Revel, yeah. is, uh, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Clive Revel instead of... Um, Ephraim Zimblist Jr. Thank you, Ephraim yes. Zimblist Jr., and that's a little off-putting, especially rewatching it. You know, it sounds like uh, Ephraim Zimblis with the cold to me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's got a Christmas cold. Yeah, is that? Eh. And I think you can even you can hear with Conroy too. Conroy's different as far as his his Bruce Wayne is. Uh, granted, I know it's just this one episode, but there is a there is I think a difference, a more comfortable Bruce Wayne coming out of Conroy. You know, as yeah, episodes going but he's not way. necessarily the public Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I mean, here either. he's, it's like, you know, as we've always talked, especially on BOF and everything, of you know, there's three versions of Bruce Wayne. There's public Bruce Wayne, there's private Bruce Wayne, and then there's Batman. Mm-hmm. And this one, you get the private Bruce Wayne through and through. Um, yeah. In which he is a little bit more serious and not jumping up for joy and, you know, kicking his heels together. But I, I like that. Yeah, so, I mean, like you're we've started to say of i like that this is beginning stages of this show and it's mm-hmm. interesting to see you know you watch a much later episode where they found their groove and then here's one that they're still you know forming forming the clay uh would this have been one then that tim curry recorded voices for yes okay. yes i think he recorded what the three of them yeah three um, of them 
this one, Before the last conflicting laugh. reports of he got fired and this one, the last laugh and be, be a clown, I believe, were the three that he did. And there, there was one we shared it, you know, amongst ourselves recently. It was from it was, the last laugh where he was like trailing off and uh, told Batman he stinks because he had the trash on him. And he's like, You stink, yeah. Batman. Pew, pew, ha, 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 pew, pew. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, it I know we're so like, used to Hamo, but I'm just. It's not one where I was. They like, made the right Ooh. call. Like, yeah, I think Hamill. As just... good as we know, like Tim Curry could have been. Yeah. Whatever the choices he he made for that, it, it's not like wow he could have. That's mm-hmm. not what it, you expected, really. No. Very it's... interesting. Hamill, and this is so. This is my favorite episode of the animated series. Really? Um, yeah, this is the one that I've watched the most. This is one I, I yeah. at least watch it once a year, obviously for the Christmas time. But mm-hmm. it is just pure fun entertainment. It's, it's pure not joy. like it, exactly uh, love love pure joy, and it, it's I don't know. It's similar to to me of kind of how Batman eighty nine is of if you want to like break down story wise and, you know, really gut punch emotionally and all that stuff, it's like Batman 89 does of the Batman movies probably doesn't do that one the most, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's the most almost maybe is the most rewatchable Batman movie. Cause it's just pure, like great an- entertainment. Yes. With so many awesome Batman. Batman and Joker moments. That's exactly what I think with Christmas with the Joker. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Hamill is just like he's kind of unleashed for being so early on mm-hmm. in his Joker voice mm-hmm. and he and he nails it. Like he doesn't yeah. stray. You look at now and look at the last of this, you know, the animated series, how Hamill was performing as the Joker. There isn't a huge difference. It's like he right. found it early on mm-hmm. and then just coasted. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think he's awesome. I think he's great. Yeah, the the cool thing to note here is is that while this, sh- this is only the second episode produced. They're still figuring out the animation style mm-hmm. and the writing and the voices and the characters. It does still come across as very fully formed. I, I feel like yeah. tone-wise, this episode is... A lot of the earlier episodes of anime series do skew more towards like... 60s show ish like it it, it it the tone is a little bit lighter um mm-hmm. and doesn't lean into the noir as much at, i mean i mean i say that but you know um of course on leather wings is very like a, a very complete thought there mm-hmm. um but a lot of those early episodes i think i think the if you listen to some of the commentaries on the on the home releases they'll say the mm-hmm. same thing where they had a bunch of different animation houses doing different episodes and they'd get some back like this one or I or need, like the last laugh and think that they were like you know i need to listen to some of those like i've, yeah. I've never listened to a commentary on one of these oh they're very good they're very it's good. really hard for me to listen to commentary and watch and not just be like well i don't stop talking i just now i just want to watch <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and which I, I i know i'm choosing Commentary, but they're so I, good because they're they're uh they're only 22 minutes yeah so i feel like episodes. i really need to do that especially for an episode like this that i know so well because i've seen it you know like a hundred mm-hmm. times yeah um, exactly but so interesting in the sense of with this is written by so <laughs> you ask anybody who doesn't pay attention to credits and look i feel like everybody would say like oh yeah this was written by paul dini i know and surprisingly no written by eddie gorodetsky 
mm-hmm. directed by Kent Butterworth. Funny fact with both of those is that this is the only episode that Eddie wrote, and it's the only episode that Kent directed. And it's like one of the, you know, one of the highlights, like one of the, what do you want to say, most popular of the whole series, I think. I know because it's, you know, Christmassy and so you got the mm-hmm. holiday and stuff, but it's by two guys who didn't do anything else with the series. I mean, right. Eddie Gorodetsky went on to have a really successful TV career, um, which I didn't know this until I looked him up, that he has, like, he's been going strong. Um, a producer for Two and a Half Men, a producer for Big Bang Theory. Uh, I think he's a creator and a producer. Bob Hart's Abishola, um, the episode Mom. He was a producer. Like sitcoms, this guy went on to have a very, very successful career in TV sitcoms. Um, good for him. But it's just like it's so wild too. Like really, the guy who wrote Christmas with the Joker. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Very impressive. And then as far as um, Butterworth, like he's more just involved in the animation departments of stuff. Uh, But I mean, dipping into a ton of DC work, like he was in animation department for the killing joke, Um, green lantern, beware my power, the most recent, you know, green lantern, most recent Catwoman Injustice, the long Halloweens. Like he was involved in the animation department for those. And then also in like recently, this is right up our alley trick or treat Scooby-Doo. Oh, the recent, straight to video streaming, all that stuff. Yeah. Which is actually a pretty damn good Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> if I may say so myself. Yeah. So I just it. found those, I found that to be kind of fun. Uh, interesting to learn that two guys in charge didn't really do much with the series. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. Well, I think like early on, they, they, you know, Warner brothers animation had a big stable of people that are interested in working on it. They were, so they were just, they were taking all the work they could, get from all these different avenues while they figured out where until like the big core team coalesced and that's mm-hmm. kind of how Dini got into becoming like oh he's he's one of the people that are throwing in scripts to oh he's an integral part of the of the stable of people here you know and, mm-hmm. and they, all the scripts and all the people funneled through you know Alan Burnett um, and they would make notes and things and that's how Dini got started too like I think he had some episodes but he also consulted on a few uh, that weren't his that he was able to either make notes on or touch up or whatever. Um, yeah. If there's, it was included in the Blu-ray release and um, I highly recommend you buy the Blu-ray release of Batman animated series, but in case you can't, for whatever reason on YouTube, the documentary is included that gives the history behind this. Uh, cannot recommend that documentary more. Oh yeah. It's good. It's really good. It's uh, on YouTube the, now, I think. Yeah. And so there you go. There it is for free. Um, but I mean, it hasn't been taken down the heart of Batman documentary. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, it's on the Warner brothers entertainment. Yeah. Channel, they, so they, stri- they, they, yeah, they released it on YouTube. There you go. And that yeah. gives like a lot of great information on the start of this and how people got Actually. involved and stuff. So I highly recommend yeah. that that's neither here nor there. So this episode highlight number one has got to be jingle bells. Batman smells Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost the wheel and the Joker got away. Oh my gosh. Probably the first place I heard it Same. legitimately. Like I I had definitely heard, you know, I, first of all, I saw this when it first aired. You know, I was in the era of, I know we've mentioned this before. Has this the first animated series episode we've, co- you and me have covered on this show? Yeah. Or no, it is. Okay. Yeah. I, 
I would record animated series episodes on VHS tapes uh, after, after school. Yeah, so I've got like the Fox Action Fox Action Theater, you know, and they had the cool <laughs> like transition animations, and I have the um the commercials of the time. I I still have ah, some of those VHS. I wish I kept great. mine. I've got like Pizza Hut commercials and mm-hmm. commercials for like Wario Land or Burger Mario King. Land Two, Six Golden Coins. Like I've got all this cool stuff. Um, and yeah, so I definitely watched this when it first aired, and I was just completely enamored with it mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, definitely. I think me too. That this is the first time I heard that version. Yeah, maybe you know because I'd have been in in grade school. I'd been in, in first or second grade when this, uh, let's see, it was 92. Oh, so I'd have been in kindergarten dating myself, um, aging myself. I don't date myself. <laughs> but anyways, the, but we know Bart Simpson in the Simpsons first right. episode saying this, where a lot of people right. would think that like it originated. I tried to look up. There but is it no was con- way before. Yeah, there's no concrete, you know. Joe Miller created this song in 1970. There's no concrete, but it's definitely, I think comic book resources uh, might have done a, a, an article that was tracing like mentions back in the era of the 60s yeah. series. Yeah. So, but I think that's such a huge takeaway. It's a song that people that don't watch Batman stuff know. Um, right. I just got a t shirt, um, an <laughs> ugly sweater t shirt from Amira who. Uh, with with that on it, which is a lot of fun. So that still sticks around. I think that's the takeaway number one. Um, yeah. Do you have kind of any other or what are some highlights for you? Um, I just the entire setup, the whole opening where Joker gets to seeing that and escape. Horse open tree, busting out I go, laughing all the way. <laughs> As I mentioned, it has a very 60s show opening. Uh, it reminds me of the episode, I forget the episode of the 60s show, but the, but the one where Joker's playing baseball and he just kind of like, has, there's like a public event and like the baseball he just episode. springs. Oh, is it? So yeah, uh-huh. it's like that. It's kind of like he springs out of, out of, out of jail and then goes on a rampage and just the fact that like joker doesn't really have it is, yeah. his ultimate what what really is his ultimate plot here other than to just cause chaos and ultimately throw a pie in batman's face like there's no ultimate goal line. here that's his punchline is just to like completely mess with batman and i think that's kind of hilarious absolutely and i think it's a lot of fun too of you know he's broadcasting joker's yes. smart enough to know like batman's going to track me down but I'm going to go ahead and put him, give him a side mission, and I'm going to blow up this uh, train track. And that harkens back to like Joker's early appearances, where he's just on takes yep. over, you know, the radio takes or takes over broadcasting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I think that that's like that's a lot of fun and funny. It's it's a let's prolong you finding me, and you have to go save these people. Yeah, and he's having a lot of fun with it. And his studio audience, which is great, Haas just changed his background <laughs> to the image yeah. uh, from that episode of the cardboard cutouts. I think that's hysterical as well. Of he has, you know, he has his uh, fake audience in like, yeah. literal it's form. Such a, and... It's such a production, you yes. know. It it goes to the like, 
oh, if the Joker was a failed comedian, is this like a weird warped way that he's trying to like live out his fantasy of like, oh, well, point. if I was, and I just have never noticed that or thought about that until now. It's like, um, he's trying to recreate, like if, if I was a famous comedian, this would be my, yeah. you know, special, but I don't, but I can't. So I'm now I'm going to do it all it, too. It. Yeah. Like, cl- classic Joker, you know, yeah. as, as he's got them like cheering and laughing at the, at the, like the laugh tracks at the perfect time to make it cheesy, funny. And then when he says like he wants his own family or to something with a family since I don't have one of my own, and then he frowns. I decided and to steal one. Yeah. <laughs> and you get the awe from the crowd, and then the yeah. awful, awful family. Like there's some goon in the background that is like adjusting the audio, like yeah, sure, the claps guy. and doing the applause, like lights. Uh, maybe and that stuff. was Harley. We never. We oh, never maybe. maybe. Oh my god! It's all gonna be dead. Uh. There's something that has stuck out to me always that makes me laugh. So he takes over the broadcasting and immediately. So Bruce and Dick are sitting down to watch. It's a wonderful life because uh, rewind a little bit because Bruce doesn't believe that there isn't going to be crime. Robin, he believes in people and he thinks like, you know what? It's Christmas Eve. People are not going to do anything. So they're patrolling Gotham. You see one instance where it looks like a guy is going to go, um, you know, mug a, a woman, but instead he's giving her a present to her because she dropped it. But I love the way that the guy talks. He's hey, yeah. lady, hold <laughs> up. You dropped this package a couple blocks back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. There's something with it that gets me every time. And it was like, what was the, I, I, man, I should have, now I should have asked Andrea Romano that when I got the little brief interview with her a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think and Christmas she would probably remember Joker. too. Christmas with the Joker. You have that one guy that talks like this. What was the yeah. motivation? It's probably like Fuck. is this? It must have been like this is what kids sound like in 1992. Like, I mean, it's like they're still trying to sh- shake the the Michelangelo West Coast vibe from the 80s. You know, from <laughs> TMNT. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Block. So, <laughs> right. Every time it just uh, it makes me laugh. Joker's hideout in the end is also another a classic Gotham trope of he's in the most obvious place. Lafco. Lafco. I saw I, I thought of that. I thought of that today too. <laughs> um and yeah, Batman has like a very 60s like Robin's like Batman usually always has a plan, but Robin's like, what do we do now, Batman? I don't know. I don't know. Where do you think he is? We can't figure this out. The Lafco Toy Factory, of course. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I meant to, so where I was gonna after, but I got so derailed. With block is they go back to you know Wayne Manor and the Joker's broadcasting, and they're now they're back in their suits down in the cave, and uh, Batman says it's never easy with the Joker, and then it's yeah. like it cuts to Joker more broadcasting and stuff, and then it cuts in back to the Batmobile where they're watching him on the TV in the Batmobile, which to me felt very Batman Returns, you know. Yes, that nice little yes, monitor. Yes, yes. But it it cuts back to Batman in the Batmobile with Robin, and then he just goes, "It's never easy with the Joker." Like there's <laughs> no reason ever with it, and I think I always laugh in the sense of like, what. It's almost it. And it's like this bridging this gap of, from the Batcave all the way up until in the Batmobile, he just keeps repeating to Dick of, "It's never easy with the Joker. It's never easy with the Joker. <laughs> it's never easy with the Joker. With the Joker, it never is. Yeah, like like you Bruce, see that repeated in like the Dark Knight. Like I get it, man. It's it's never easy with the Joker. <laughs> Thanks, got it. 
It's they, definitely a Batmanism. Before you know, before they get to Lafco, they find at the Gotham Observatory on on Mount Gotham, uh, which is, I mean, and an, a fun there, little you know, scene there. Uh, but I'm trying to I'm trying to see with my notes. Yeah, Mount Gotham, and there's a big old Joker in a box, which of course is fun. And I think that's a point that might be about the point where because then there's going to be like he's got it's a trap for Batman, uh, more obstacles, you know, lasers shooting at him and all sorts of stuff. And Joker is fourth wall breaking because Joker sends it to commercial break in the show, but also for the show. So it even fades to black <laughs> as he's like, After the, you know, word from our sponsors. And then it cuts to black. That's fun. Yeah. I and yeah, and I saw that like as I love that. I remember seeing that when it aired, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, they transitioned right into He's the real commercials!" <laughs> oh my gosh, what a cool! I didn't know what meta meant back back then, but that's a very meta type moment. Where, yeah, I mean, a very smart like ties into the story, but also yeah. like works really well. Yeah, a little cheeky, little wink, but not being like overly obvious with it. You know, yeah. it's just it's kind of fun with that way, but. Joker has a bunch of, uh, you know, like Joker guards there. That all, I mean, the sound echoes in my, in my head all these years later, constantly of the, <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah, <laughs> that just keeps going, which is funny. And, and, yeah, that... and here's the thing too, there, this being Hamill's first Joker episode. So for all the the Tim Curry episodes, Mark Hamill had to. I mean, normally in animation, you record the voices yeah. and then they animate and then you might do some cleanup after. But Pamela was coming in after the episodes were already done and redubbing over some, over somebody's performance that had already been tailored to that performer. So Hamill had less leeway and had That's to kind fantastic. of he had like a finite amount of time to kind of match where Tim Curry's voice finite, was. But also, the, op- the exact opposite of infinite. Exactly. DC okay, night. But uh <laughs> but so not only does he have to do the voice, but there's also a whole lot of things in this episode mm-hmm. where it's beyond Joker with his voice like just Joker talking lines. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things that the Joker does in this episode that enhance his presence, whether he's talking as a as a show host or the laughy hand puppet or this, you know, Joker Jack in the Box thing, or mm-hmm. the giant like, like uh, the Nutcracker Jokers. Nutcracker Jokers, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's and then there's also like the Nutcracker music that happens later in the episode, and there's a lot of off-panel things of just long stretches of Joker just like laughing his ass off, off-screen and stuff. So like, there's a lot of stuff that, and it makes me wonder, like, was that already there, or did Ham? Oh, throw that in there you know yeah. um so it's a really interesting thing that he has to show a lot of depth and range in this performance right off the bat as, as his nailed it as i mean he's he said it's been known i've got the what was the first son of son of the demon um by mike barr and, and ham and that was uh i think the hardcover release might have been like 1987 and hamill did you know um intro wrote an intro for that so oh, years, really you know wow, years before, before he was that. cast as joker it's like oh it's luke skywalker 
And he yeah. in the Hollywood Depor- uh, Reporter article from you know um, celebrating the 25 years of the show, you know they they talked to Hamill too, and he just kind of said about you know he's a massive like comic book fan, he's a fan oh, yeah. of this stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and they just didn't didn't think that they'd cast Luke Skywalker as the Joker, yeah. and so he just kind of gave it it all gave it his all, and I think that I don't know the, yeah like one of the smart the smartest decision that they made, I mean was probably. I, okay now i can't rank it <laughs> i mean, like wait hold on you kind of spiral because it's just a whole you know grouping of the talent behind the scenes oh, yeah. when it comes to andrea romano bruce tim paul dini alan burnett but then you Job get into Steve the casting of kevin conroy and mark hamill yeah. like just like, that right there all those pieces they needed the perfect pieces and, and they got them uh in that scene of you know fighting with the joker guards i love it's a total nod to adam west robin operation cause and effect I, I, exactly exactly that's not the kind that's the kind of 60s stuff that you don't normally see you know uh, elsewhere and you know robin pulls out like a giant walkie-talkie out of it yeah. out of his out of his utility belt excellent they get and then at lapco is the big you know the main event the fighting i think the joker nutcrackers playing tchaikovsky's the nutcracker ballet music mm-hmm. during the mm-hmm. scene which i think is awesome and uh, Batman has a bat and takes out people. And of course, Robin, they don't they kill don't you, go- Batman, for nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this fun because it ultimately leads, as you already mentioned, to um, I mean, we haven't mentioned much, but it's like that's the whole driving force of yes, the Joker got out, but he's also got Commissioner Gordon, Summer Gleason, and Harvey Bullock all wrapped and tied up with candy canes in their yeah. mouths, and he's going to drop them in. Uh, you know, a vat of chemicals, you know, whatever. So yeah. Batman's going to save them. And in the end, it's like Joker just wants to give him a present. So yeah. Batman has to open it and it's a pie to the face, in which he finds it hilarious. And then Joker ends up tripping on a skate <laughs> and almost falls in. Well, he cuts loose because his, jo- and this is another great gag, his coat that he's wearing as Batman goes to grab him, he slips out of because it's like of a coat. double coat. It's a double coat sweater with hands and Joker slips out <laughs> yes. and then he just giggles about it. Like it's the best yeah. joke ever. Yeah. And it's, it, it's weird to say that something Joker does is charming, but it is because yeah. it's just like, what a dumb joke, but man, that's funny. Cause look how happy he is. Because yeah. That's almost joke. the same kind of end is replicated again. And I think the last laugh where he's just Batman's after him and he like kind of slips through his fingers a couple times. And then, mm-hmm. and he just kind of, slips and falls or whatever at the very end and Batman is just yeah. left holding him dangling from some pit and he's like Batman it happened again <laughs> I mean it's and it's perfect in line too of you know Nicholson in 89 too at the end and he's like let me give you a hand and then it, oh yeah, you know, yeah, crunch yeah. And it's the hand out like ah, I give you a hand like there's such yeah. cheesy jokes but it works too because yeah you know classic Joker fashion um joke or Joker's about to fall in Batman saves him and holds him and Joker does a good old bah humbug which is like the third time they reference a Christmas Carol in the episode yeah. because they mentioned Scrooge and stuff too. But uh, I, I, I think that's a good, the joke of the pie in the face is good. Joker tripping, like basically becomes like it, it, the reason for his own demise. Yeah. And Batman saves him. And then at the end, Batman does get to see, he watches It's a Wonderful Life for Dick who says, see, it is a wonderful life. And Batman says, it has its moments. And you think that that's where they could end it. But instead, cut back to yeah. Joker now in the cell singing and this is a Merry Christmas and then like, that's yeah. it and I'm like oh, what a perfect ending yeah yeah it's pretty great love this love this episode my favorite 
Have you heard me say it's my favorite episode of this series? It's the long my Halloween of, of the Batman animated series for you. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but it's damn good. Uh, perfect. I mean, watch it anytime you watch Batman the animated series, but definitely watch yeah. it every year. And I know you and I, we are not the first or even we're not the first 100 people that have talked about Christmas with the Joker. Yeah. But I will happily it's such talk a about this episode anytime. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. such a mainstay in the uh, in the hall, and that's probably why I've seen it. So probably probably more than any other animated series episode, it's because there's just something about how great it is with Christmas. It's just you just it's Christmas time. You think about this episode and you put it on at least once a year. Yeah, yeah definitely, and it's one that you know, my Mira, she's uh, she likes the animated series flat out she does like it and catches it when it's on but this is definitely one i think i watched it i put it on so i watched it a couple of times already this season the first time that i put it on was while she was like gonna go to sleep or something their ears perked up and she's like wait you're watching the christmas with the joker well i want to watch that one and i'm like well i'll watch it with you again (laughs) well we must i'm gonna watch it like five times before christmas so that's yeah and it's just even more impressive as you know some of the nuggets that you brought up and the great point you brought up of Hamill just had it figured out. Yeah. I mean, he was limited in his uh, performance because of, I mean, not hugely, but to match the it's animation. Constraints. Yeah. And yet again, like I reemphasize the point of go f- watch this and then watch one of his later episodes. And man, the guy, he has it nailed. Conroy has a ton too, for sure. But you can yeah. catch some little moments where it's like, okay, this, this evolves a little bit. And I feel like Joker is, Nope, he is yeah, yeah, zoned yeah. in, yeah. which is great. Yeah. So um, I've said my final thoughts on this. you have anything else? Well, one, the very dark place I was going to take this, <laughs> this is my, one of my final thoughts, is that it's really interesting. And then it, this ties into Joker perhaps doing this as a, you know, I'm going to show the world, I'm going to recreate a, a, you know, a, 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 program i would be able to do if i was a famous comedian um joker's first appearance in the legacy of the the batman animated universe involves him stealing family members to create like a family you know because he doesn't have one of his own and then you think about it like the joker's final appearance in the timeline when you go to batman beyond return of the joker his joker's final act as a you know before he dies involves him stealing batman's family members to try to and create a family of his own so i'm like i think that's a i don't know if that they had that in mind when they made that but it's you know as a bookend it's really interesting to go from this like seemingly yeah. haha like more lighter yet you know version to like this is like the ultimate like how much of a bastard joker is you know going to the links he took in batman beyond return of the joker he creates these families since he doesn't have one of his own oh <laughs> just like the laugh the laugh track in the studio oh yeah <laughs> poor joker he's just longing for family that's why he likes batman batman's the only one that'll pay attention to him sad so on that happy note um celebrate the christmas season with christmas with the joker <laughs> uh ryan haas thank you for yeah. for coming back on to batman animation yes 
Team Ryan's the Ryan brain of uh, BOF right here. Uh, why don't you go ahead and plug away anything and everything you'd like to? Let's see. Follow me on Twitter at SMB underscore Ryan. And Woo! I've got my Mario Brothers movie archive website. You can follow on Twitter at SMB movie. And um, I don't know. Like I, we're, I'm around. I'm doing things for BOF as they come up. I think what was I on? Uh, uh, that Game a, Club. A, the game club yes <laughs> might come in the future we've got a, a bof episode about gotham knights that's out and i've been on a few um ch- batman 89 chapter by chapters so yeah check it out there you go he's everywhere folks you just gotta know where to look <laughs> <laughs> if there's the, anything you the see BOF podcast feed mario related hoss is connected in some way as for uh me check out just check out bof uh, new episode of my podcast, The Batman Book Club, has dropped with uh, BOF's own Santa Claus, uh, Peter Arvera. We get to talk Frank Miller's first published Batman comic and Wanted wow. Santa Claus, Dead or Alive, written by the great Denny O'Neill and also teamed, teamed on illustrating uh, with Steve Mitchell. He always gets forgotten, but um, don't know the distinction of who did what work, but they're both credited as artists. But anyways... There you go. Check that out. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, it's definitely on Batman on Film. It's the easiest thing to just go to. So, uh, Haas, again, thanks for thanks for coming back, talking uh, talking Batman with me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, everybody else, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and um, if your broadcasting of It's a Wonderful Life gets interrupted, um, just go to LaughCo. <laughs> that's that's the issue. So. Uh, for Mr. Haas, I am uh, Ryan Laura Mullet, announcer Rachel. Take us out. Thanks for listening to Batman Animation, a BatmanOnFilm.com podcast revisiting the animated TV and film adventures of the Caped Crusader. Follow Batman Animation on Twitter at Batman Animation. Follow BOF on Twitter at the Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter at Batman on Film. For Jet and Team BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Batman on Film, authoritative, definitive, the original, established in 1998.